0: This week on the Push for podcast, we talk about how many events actually are there in the Olympics. How is Adam PT eating eight thousand calories? We answer a bunch of
1: questions from PT4 cool Live and we've got some protein powder to try. And three,
0: two, One, have you watched Space Jam yet, Dan?
1: Hey guys, welcome to the Push Four Legs podcast with myself, Dan And me, Tom Hawks, kind of. I've not. I've not. I don't think think I'm going to. I don't think I'm going to because, you know, I don't like the look of it from the trailer. That sounds bad, but I just. I don't think you can beat the first one. I just don't think the, the first one can be The first
0: one, like, it might be some young bucks listening to this show or some people as old as us, hard to believe. And the first one is iconic. Did you used to have the game as well? I used to have the game on yeah. uh, the old PS1, PlayStation 1. Yes, those existed.
1: Um, that was fun. I enjoyed that game. It was, it was one of those where I just... Yeah, I just don't think it's going to be as good. and I don't want it to be like let down and I just think it will be like I've seen the trailers it's like you know go get well I don't know what is it go get our son for us or something and it's just like oh come on like really like it's just going to be like well, you know what's going to happen like I think that's the thing with these ones you kind of know what's going to happen like oh it's going to be well in the end isn't it? they're going to win brilliant like whereas the first one it was a bit more like well <laughs> I don't know what's like, <laughs>
0: you
1: know, it was a bit new and you just know it's going to be the same but um yeah I don't know it's just it's just one of those things um where I just haven't bothered Going to see it. I could take Isabel to go and watch it, but she wouldn't sit still throughout it, probably. Um. No. But yeah, it's uh I haven't been to cinema for fucking ages to be fair. Like even before COVID, like probably a year or two years before that. I probably hadn't last time I went in fact it might have been fucking with you probably. I <laughs> would have been that long ago, would have been like watch no. Star Wars or something stupid. <laughs> Like that. Uh, can't remember. I literally can't fair, remember last time. I
0: haven't. I haven't been since they've reopened. But me and Chloe would tend to go. It's just quite a nice thing to go like to the Everyman. Just we have watched a Star Wars in bath, bath, didn't we?
1: We watched Star we Wars in bath. That, Wars, might yeah. been, that might have been. the last time I went. I
0: Genuinely. watched that. I watched that for the second time with Dan. So I'd already watched it before. <laughs> yeah, you had did Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, of course I'll see it again. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. No, I've, 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 I don't. I, I was trying to think the last thing that we like and close, or I think it was something like um, the Lion King, um, when it was did like the real lifey animation one, it was terrible, um, really, really bad. And then, yeah, I've seen a bunch of stuff. What was it like the summer thing, Quentin Tarantino, that kind of thing the about Charles, what well, the other side of Charles Manson? Obviously, saw Joker. When that was out, that was amazing. It was good. It was always, that was, that's a weird film. Chloe hated it. She was like, it was just sad the whole way through. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah. The, 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 the like, coming of Joker is not a fun story, I'm guessing. Um, so she yeah. was just like, you're just waiting for something good to happen, like the hero to come in, and then it just never does. Yeah, which is quite a depressing thing uh, when you're waiting yeah. for that to happen. Imagine just the, a superhero movie, but just with no superheroes in it, and just all the bad stuff just happens weird um yeah quite depressing anyway mate um dan's on holiday so he's graced off with his presence um he's coming from a really sunny place um on the on the coast i believe you've you've hit the beach you've done a bit of surfing in the morning all that no he's, he's living the online of life
1: with yeah, his family yeah like a in good california <laughs> um yeah no just stayed put just stayed put um a little staycation as it's called i try to do at
0: least one of those a year um it's interesting it's it I, I don't know i always look forward to it more than i did like enjoy it i think but
1: it's always oh, nice I, I just, it's it's not yeah. it's not again it sounds bad but it's not pleasurable like as bad as it sounds it's not um it's not i needed a break from like client work and and like the relentless nature of of that side of things um and, and just the everyday job because it's been 18 months like literally since covid like since we've taken a bit of a break christmas obviously yeah. um but it's it's just that that relentless nature of people of being at people's beck and call which again I'm, I'm fine with but you know what you're getting yourself into but uh, we said before we came on like i need that change of scenery though for me like i need to be in different space and i need that because yeah. when you're when you're in your own house you have things that subconsciously unconsciously remind you of work or or your routine or doing things or you should be doing this should be doing that and you just never really settle As much as if I was at Centre Park or something, I'd be able to just be like, yeah, I'm going for a nap at three o'clock. Why wouldn't I? I'm on holiday. Whereas at home, it's like, well, that doesn't really happen. Um, And and those sorts of things. And it's just the case of I needed to take holiday because I was just fucking knackered. But I don't feel as recuperated as I think I would if I had had a week away somewhere. But we can't really do that. And again, at the short notice, I wanted to take my holiday. I couldn't really book anywhere. And Laura's still got her classes and all that sort of stuff obviously we didn't know where we're going to be with covid and stuff so it was like well we'll just stay put um so i've been to the gym like i've done a few little things and well it's just nice to slow down and all that but um but yeah it doesn't if that's why i did the podcast i was like well i'm here i'm not not doing anything else like chatting to you and it's not like it's (laughs) full-on work or anything um so yeah it's all good it's all good isn't it
0: that's full-on work mate well we'll see we'll see we'll see see what we do in the back end of the week no be crazy well, I'm crazy. traveling
1: to Laura's parents on Thursday. So I mean that that's a that's a change of scenery. That'd be different. Again, I won't take my computer with me. I don't need to. So there you go. Maybe that'd be my little break that I need. Um, <laughs> yeah.
0: Lovely. Well, I am, as everybody knows, um, officially finished filming everything for PT Core.
1: Woo! officially Uh, done
0: officially done not really done because i've still got design briefs to do i've still got a lot of admin stuff to do i still need to finalize the um the examination process you lucky people that are on it um because that has to be kind of watertight because as we said and we confirmed you will be able to and we this is from partnerships we will strike up with gyms hopefully but be able to become a personal trainer insured personal trainer from doing the pte core you don't actually have to do the level two level three if you don't really want to so obviously there's still going to be a governmental standard we could try and boost that up and try and get people level three because we might be able to cut some corners and just put some anatomy stuff in there um because i tend to not we don't talk about anatomy because there's like a prerequisite kind of we kind of think that most people should know a basic of anatomy i don't go into crazy detail i do more anatomical motions as dan knows i hate like oh you don't know the name of that muscle and i'm like yeah but i know what, what it does and where it goes and why it moves that way so mm, do i really need to know what where my supraspinatus exactly is in the origin insertion probably not i've got i've got an okay so far so yeah i hated that in my in my degree where we had to do uh those uh like vivas and you literally just had three cards in front of you like it's an upper limb viber. And it'd be like, all right, you've got like, it's either the shoulder, the elbow or the wrists or like the shoulder girdle, just one card. Like you pick the joint. You have to talk about all the joint, every like little attachment, little muscle tissue, whatever. And then you had like a muscular muscular thing. So all the muscles around it, you have to name, you just picked up a card and then you picked up another card and you just had to say all like the soft tissue ligaments and joints and where what they were. That was an awful thing. Awful. Hated it. Just everybody there and people i said this in one of my workshops i was like i failed my first anatomy and physiology uh, exams because yeah even though i literally lecture on it now and people were like how did you know that it was like because i failed and i was like fuck i need to learn this now uh, um, yeah. <laughs> i can't just ride and die so yeah exactly it was
1: it's was very crazy did you have any yeah for think, your degree yeah we had we had that sort of side of stuff um and I think people put far too much, far too much pressure on themselves to know that side of things. Like, like we've talked about before, we see a lot of people in the industry trying to upskill, and and they upskill in wanting to know more about the human body. And it's like you're probably better off, folks, on the human brain. Like, think about that. Um, <laughs> like, and it, it's once you've got a good knowledge of movement and things like that, like you know, like, like we've said, you've got a better understanding of some rehab things and joints and stuff than I have. That's why I refer people to you when they've got problems that I can't really help with from from a distance but even if it was in person i st- you'd still know more than me with the tests and know what to look for but likewise if i was in that environment around it all the time i'd probably be able to pick it up and actually remember yeah. stuff and you know those sort of things i don't do it on a daily basis um and i think that it's worth remembering that as long as you understand the reasoning behind why certain movements exercises benefit p- certain people based on the movements that they perform every day and whether they're sporty or, or whatever you know enough you don't need to know whether it's the gastrocnemius or the soleus or whatever, like, I still don't know the fucking like the exact difference between the two. One's under one, one's over two. It's the calf, Fuck <laughs> off, right? Train your calf, right? It's like that sort of stuff where people just take it to the extreme and they really think that certain exercises can target the VMO and the, you know, all that sort of stuff. And you're like, just train your quads Uh... (laughs) through a variety of movements and you're probably going to be okay. Like, do you know? And it's that whole thing of like, we've done all right so far. Like, not worrying about it. get my VMO um...
0: pumped. That is like absolute bodybuilding language. Um, Enjoy that. I've
1: got to do do leg extensions for the VMO. Got to do leg extensions for the VMO. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Doesn't doesn't go
0: on, otherwise not. Um... Doesn't
1: work. (laughs) Doesn't do anything else. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And we've we've gone far, far far too knowledgeable and helpful in, in the first ten minutes than we've ever done in any other podcast, Dan. So Stop we've got it. to bring that back. Um, so we'll keep to the topics that, we, that I've already written because these are far more interesting than actual fitness. Um, we will be going through because obviously the Olympics are here, so we've got to talk a bit of Olympics for the next three weeks, oh, aren't we? Right. I was going to um, get the
1: list, wasn't I?
0: Yeah, I think you. Obviously. I, I Googled, did, did 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 a little Google as well, but um, me and Dan, I then not Ran and explet about how many fucking events there are in the Olympics. Stupid. Um, <laughs> Stupid. I don't understand. Um, right, Obvious. Obviously, all of the people that are there, mo- well, most of the people that are there, because obviously there, there is, um, and hats off to the Olympic federations, they do encourage like smaller nations that don't have the people that are recognized into the qualifying standards to come in. That's how, like, uh, remember Eric the Eel, Back in the year yeah. 2000, he was like... But he ended up getting a lot better at swimming because he got that exposure over and then they were able to get funding from yeah. the Olympic Association, all that kind of stuff. So super positive things. But there's so many events. That's
1: not what Insane. this is about, though, is it? Yeah, that's not what this yeah, is, This is, this this is, is like...
0: like... This is like, all right, wins free versus free basketball on Stupid. not even uh, not right. even a half court. That's not a half court, is it? Well, they've, got, oh. they've made it up.
1: Right, I think that and the
0: point system is
1: different i don't understand why they've changed stupid, it it's still yeah. one point difference <laughs> yeah it's is ones and twos isn't it like with 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 this i think that with the olympics the olympics should only have events in them that don't have a bigger a bigger like team like competition basketball no no the nba is bigger like the world championships basketball yeah. is bigger than the olympics like players will care more about playing in the nba than playing in the olympics that's a fact right so that shouldn't be in there. Obviously, athletics, huge one. You know, even things like artistic gymnastics, artistic swimming, I'm actually not bothered about because there's nowhere else they're going to perform. They, I can't imagine that it's going to be on a world stage that we're going to sit down and watch artistic gymnastics at any other time, right? So yeah. I kind of i am okay with that. Oh, yeah, it's they're like fine. Base, yeah. Baseball, baseball, softball. No, no, just no. <laughs> like, no, just no with that one. Basketball, I'm a big basketball fan. No, shouldn't be there. Beach volleyball questionable in my opinion questionable it's actually funny enough a lot of the olympic stuff is it's a lot of the team sports i disagree with a lot of the team sports i think i think it's a very much should be more individual events like again like boxing (laughs) not actually that fussed about i think boxing's all right i think that maybe could be could be something but it's still bigger on a world stage
0: that's that's the gray thing though isn't it like about boxing because the boxing things is that you have to be an amateur to box there right you cannot be a professional Um, you have to be an amateur yeah like in foot, the footballs there, for example, hmm, I don't think all of those are amateurs. Um, I think they're all on t- tidy sums. So not... Yeah. And then, but like, then, I, I love golf, I, right? Love golf. That, that's got no be need there. to be there. It no, should never it's no be there. Point. I'm sorry. Um, but, like, yeah, the, so there's <laughs> some
1: of them here, like... So, like, basically, because you've got the track cycling, right? Which is, again, in a velodrome, track cycling, all for it. Road cycling... <sighs> I don't know where that sits for me, but anyway. <laughs> I don't then, mind the road then cycling. We've got, then we've got mountain biking, BMX racing, BMX freestyle. No. No, just <laughs> no. Like, no. Sorry. No. Like, just no. And then, where else have we got? Diving, yes. Equestrian, again, probably. Fencing, football, no. Golf, no. Handball, is there a big probably not there's like a, a big handball
0: scene like it's only like Europe, norway yeah. sweden and like it's all the like those scandy countries that play it basically That's again, like i don't
1: it. think that i don't think that should be there arguably hockey <laughs> shouldn't be there like i just don't you think, you think it should hockey be there. should
0: be there hockey should be uh, there
1: should it? No, when what, again, what it's on your premise, that, premise it's the team of the sport there, thing for me yeah but your premise of there,
0: there there should be a there, if there's a bigger event going on i don't think the world championship of hockey gets more coverage than the the Olympics. possibly
1: not okay we'll let you offer that one then all right then (laughs) karate all okay with that marathon swimming i mean who the fuck wants to do that but yeah that
0: is that sounds painful as hell jesus yeah
1: modern pentathlon fine rhythmic gymnastics eh, yeah whatever rowing (laughs) yes rugby sevens no rugby
0: sevens is funny Uh, i don't really understand it Sailing's Sailing's a weird one, isn't it? Because it's always like, oh, we're going over. Remember, it's like sailing when it was here. It's like, yeah, the Olympics in London. Now let's go to Cornwall. What? Wait, wait, no. (laughs) No, (laughs) If you can't do it there, like surely it should be. Then
1: you've got. uh... Shooting, I think that's pretty. I think that's been a game in the Olympics for a long time. So you've got to leave that's that. That's
0: been in a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Skateboarding, no. I like the shooting because it's always like a sixty-year-old, like old lad yeah. that wins it, yeah. and he's like, yeah. "Yeah, I'm an Olympic champion." <laughs> right. Then you got sport climbing. No. Sport climbing, no. Just no. Oh, that's a new like, one, though, isn't it? Like, I'm no. interested to see that. I think that's going to get some big hype throughout this. I think that will be a big one at, by the end. I'm for that one because
1: it's interesting. I'm not too. I, think, I mean, it's individual I, sport and it doesn't get exposure elsewhere, I suppose. But I mean, yeah. surfing. Surfing's yes. a weird one, isn't it? It's a bit, isn't it? And then you have got swimming. Obviously, that's fine. Table tennis, fine. Taekwondo, tennis. Have you? I'm tennis, not sure about
0: no, again. I, I feel like I don't if, think if, so. If these sports, so the tennis, the golf, um, the football, they should do it true amateurs or true like youth teams, basically. That's the only way. But then, then what happened
1: is but then happen if people would stay amateur if they got an Olympics coming up, they'll just stay amateur. And it's like, well, no, you're still too good or like to be an amateur. They won't, you know? I
0: don't know, they won't though, because the because the they, they'll need them, they want the money, they need the money, yeah. They just won't, yeah. And it, then, it's different than a year, then I get
1: it, but yeah. And then after that, you've got the triathlon, volleyball, water polo, weightlifting, wrestling. Fine with all those. There's not that many that I would disagree with, but it's just more like these new ones. It's a bit like, do we really need two types of fucking basketball? No, we don't need any basketball. Get it out of there. <laughs> baseball? We don't need baseball. Let's just cut it out of there. Like, What's, Why is yeah. why is
0: there softball as well? I never understood the difference between baseball and softball. I realised the ball's bigger and like the bat. I don't are want to sound around. really
1: really sexist now, but is it
0: male and female? It is male and female, correct. Um, is it
1: the males do baseball and females do softball?
0: Softball, yeah. Yeah. But i, w- I would um, I would I would reckon that most of the females could probably hit a baseball. Just putting it out there. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't understand why they need a bigger softball.
1: Um, I don't get do it. why and that is the only difference. They throw under <laughs> They throw. With with under the big ball. All. Like I don't I don't get the difference. Diff- um, um Yeah. Who knows? Who knows about that one? But um Yeah, I don't know. I just think... Yeah, at what point are they going to stop adding events to the Olympics, do you know? Like, how many are they going to be soon? (laughs) Do they take them out, though? I I assume they must take some out, because otherwise it's just going to get a fucking four-week event rather than two weeks, isn't it? I thought it was three. Or however long it is, do you know? I do like it. I I, I I like the traditional... I like the traditional athletics of the Olympics. I do enjoy that. I, I do genuinely like that. I just think that there's some of it. It's a bit, it's a bit much, some of the events really it's like, like watching USA Talk. basketball. Don't need it. Don't need it. It, it. When you flick something on and it's just, it's just on and you're like,
0: am I really watching? Like I, I had like badminton on like just randomly. Because you could select it. I'm like, nobody wants to watch badminton today. I don't. No, I think so. Not really. I mean, it's, really
1: quite it's quite quick. It's quite a quick
0: sport. Great. Uh, if that's what I'm looking for from sports,
1: then I have watched hundred yeah. Um But yeah, it's it's, true. it's, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's got true. more hype to it. they saying I, that they fucking televised the London Marathon. So do you know what I mean? I think anything's yeah, that's fair for game. all the
0: funny costumes, basically. And see no, the, the fucking
1: professional ones, you
0: knob. <laughs> Oh right, okay. They're yeah, the ones that run around in the morning, and then like I used to live on that route, like about mile twelve, thirteen, and we'd always get confused when they were just like, "Oh, there's a bunch of oh, there we go. Oh yeah, that's yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, wow, they're quick. Then- Where are they sprint? Where are they sprinting to? There you go. Mile twenty. <laughs> uh, I always thought it was funny because obviously there's it's it's hugely credible that the people uh, do the London like, Marathon and the people that don't train for it still do it, but I would walk to the gym on that day. And it, I would walk from like my place uh, along the Thames down to Tower Bridge. I'm pretty sure I beat some of the people in that mile, like uh, 12 to kind of 14, walking to the gym. Uh, I was like, oh, God. are they going to run past me? No? Okay. Good. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I smart. thought it was funny. I thought it was yeah. funny. Yeah. Jesus. My two so miles. A lot smart. quicker than their 22 to 24 <laughs> yeah just, just saying, I would never be able to do a marathon. I'd hate it. John Clark, yeah. hats off! If somebody doesn't know John Clark, uh, the Barber, yeah. I believe he is uh, marathon number no, he's twenty. At John Clark,
1: now he's not barber oh, is anymore. He?
0: Not barber it's John oh, Clark. No. Yeah,
1: Poor loser. I think because he, um, I think because he was doing forty-eight marathons, he kind of felt like it was a bit weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't, I haven't touched a barber in
0: weeks. Uh, right. <laughs> he's gone from ultra competitive strongman um, to uh, an ultra marathon runner. I mean, pretty cool. Um, he has. I saw that he, there was another. There was. A, oh, we'll, we'll talk about this uh, amazing feats, basically amazing feats of athletics. Um, but yeah, John Clark is running the 48 marathons in 48 days, I believe, in every single county. Yeah, I think it was what yeah. he's doing it's a for charity, I,
1: I assume. Um, yeah, not miles for meals. Him. He's doing it to raise money for um child poverty. Okay. Cool. And he's done 23 marathon, 23 day, 23 now. 23. If again, for those who don't know John Clark, like, go and follow. Go and give him a follow. I think he's had loads of loads of um, new followers and things like that on his on his page. Yeah, of course
0: he, loads of coverage. the
1: guy is a machine. Like he's an absolute yeah. machine. And he when when he first said he was going to do it, I, I asked him. I was like, mate, that is ridiculous. Like ridiculous. <laughs> and he got mocked in like the marathon world and all this sort of stuff, because they were saying like, you'll never do it and all this sort of stuff. And then he did his first one. I think he did it in like six hours or something. Again, the goal isn't to fucking make that every single one up really no. quick. It's just to do it. Complete and it, yeah. they were like mocking him saying, Oh, it's not even a real marathon. It's six hours and all this sort of shit. And it was just like, really? Like, are you really going to have a go at me for that? Kind of thing? <laughs> but, um, so he's had a bit of hate from like that, that sort of crowd, but yeah, fuck me. Insane. Like to, to, to do that. I, 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 I sort of asked him before. I was like, I was like that's that's mental kind of thing And he was like yeah that's why i want to do it it's like because people say to me i can't do it because those people in the you know marathoners were like you'll never do that
0: like I don't did, disrespect
1: yeah. the distance don't disrespect it or whatever he's like, i'm not i'm gonna do it and he's that kind of guy like i'd have yeah. given up on marathon one like, like <laughs> um but like he's just that kind of guy that he'll just he'll just get around it and he'll just do it and so you know, i remember he's, working
0: he's... working with him and uh so he was my coach for some time, and then uh, he uh, was—he was trying to get to 400 kilo, wasn't he? Deadlift, and he, yeah. he nailed that. And it was like, oh, he's strong.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think the thing with him is that he's done—he's so done that. He's done a 400 kilo deadlift, and he's also got two world records for being on a ski erg. Remember, he did the 24 hour ski erg. He don't record. think he holds them anymore. I he think doesn't hold it anymore, but he—he he got at the time he got the world record. Yeah. Um, and he did that, and then this is the yeah the 48 48. In, yeah it's it's ridiculous genuinely ridiculous he's already no, lost and, loads of weight I bet, look yeah. at his pictures he's just like losing weight real quick <laughs> there you go if can't anybody food, wants to lose, lose weight quick
0: enough. um yeah go for it um we'll talk about nutrition in a bit but there's another chap i think today i don't know what his name is uh, but he did the first um he's a sh- just it's just proving the world of like oh you can't do endurance and strength like training all at the same time you do the hindering it's like this lad did a um, he's the first man to do the 500 and something else it's a 550 or something like that so he did a uh, powerlifting total like a uh, well over like 500 kilos or something or like 560 for 600 kilos something like that and mm-hmm. then he went and did so he had to do it in one day and then he went and did an ultra triathlon um yeah just off straight afterwards as you do as you do <laughs> apparently set the world record for that um for doing a 500 to- over a 500 total on a powerlifting thing and then straight into a a,
1: a triathlon or ultra mega whatever triathlon. Yeah. I, th- I think I, th- I think that we i think that those limits of what people think is achievable is just like it's it's so out there. People don't. We don't know what the limits are to some degree with that sort of stuff. But I think as well with that, I think the problem that I see a lot in fitness is because it's so black and white, and it's so you either a strong man or your endurance or you're one or the other. And there's this this. It's like when people say you can't lose body fat and gain muscle at the same time. I'm like you can't. Like you can. I've seen it happen yeah. time and time again. Like I've <laughs> seen it happen. And it's People always go you've got to go one or the other. And yes, it may not be as 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 efficient doing trying to do both and all this sort of stuff but like one thing that i found from doing more cardio which i always said i hated right i was like i hate cardio i don't hate it i don't i just sucked at it and actually now <laughs> the more i do it the more i do it the better i feel the healthier i feel but not only that the better i'm now lifting and the quicker i'm recovering from in between sets and stuff like this and i think that for so long we i don't know we we, we try and go in a one camp or another we bash another camp or all this sort of stuff uh, and i think that for me I will always now probably do a bit of everything, a bit of strength, a bit of hypertrophy, a yeah. bit of cardio, you know, stuff like that. Because I know that I, I, they complement each other. I know that. And I know that if I want to be able to play sport and do things and all that sort of stuff into my late thirties, it's going to be soon. Um, then <laughs> I'll need to be, I'll need to be able to do that sort of stuff. And I'll need to be able to have a good, so well, good why we golf.
0: need to play golf because Phil Mickelson is still winning majors at the age of like 51, 52 mate. So that's why we play golf. Yeah. If I start um, taking up golf now, I'll be there surely in twenty years. Can't be hard. <laughs> exactly. Good twenty years to get better. Exactly. All right, mate. Um yeah, Olympics, crazy. But we're gonna come back to that kind of eating thing because we can talk about a little uh, little, massive, um typo. Adam Petey. Adam peaty with eight thousand calories and his meal. So not a typo. Eight thousand calories. Eight thousand calorie meal. Not meal, sorry. Days. <laughs> Day. All oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit better. But yeah, apparently that's what he eats. So I'd like from captain. Is he a nutrition. cyclist or a swimmer. He's a swimmer. He's a fucking god of swimming. Uh, well, he's hey, but he's, ma- he's is he married a to a
1: cyclist. He? He's married to a cyclist, though, is he? His missus um, is a cyclist. I'm, sure. I'm not
0: too sure actually. No. Yeah. i Think something. Like not that. too sure. We'll, we'll have a look. Um, but yeah, we we've got uh, have some protein things. We went a bit nuts. We have, not we? So, um, yeah. When well, we got the Dan protein get, pancakes, didn't we? We've got the pancakes and then we went a bit nuts on some other stuff because uh, basically on protein pick a mix, it was 50 quid. Um, you get free delivery. So I had to get over that. <laughs> and then I, d- I put a, like a discount code on and it took me under f- like 50 pounds. And then I was like, oh, now I have to pay delivery. So it's pointless having this code on. Um, so I had to boost oh, up with a <laughs> boost up a little bit. Um, so yeah, we're gonna do some protein pancakes because I had one and Dan did not have any. Um, and uh, I think, I think as a as a whole, they were actually reasonable. And um, it's good macros. So if anybody, if anybody can't stomach having just like yogurt and berries every morning, you could have one of these with some yogurt and berries.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you're fucking minted. <laughs> so um, I've got the vanilla, vanilla. protein you going to go vanilla? What one would you yeah. like me
0: to try right now? Peach.
1: <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. They, they do Here have a go. soft texture for pancake. Peach.
0: Mm. Go right into it. Get all the goo. Yeah. Because as a me. as a pancake, it is, I would say, slightly dry. And you want, like... So remember those pancakes, the, like, NFF that you'd have when you, like, dip them in the yoghurt? I feel like that is what you need to do with these. But as a pancake... As a protein-y pancake goes, it's not too bad, I feel. Dan's looking questionable. I'm going for the big goo or the peach.
1: I'm going to throw it out there and say that if you gave me a pancake and you gave me that, I wouldn't know the difference. There we go. <laughs> it's not too It's never been it. that long since I've had pancakes. <laughs> no, like, but pancakes in by nature are quite dry. You have to have fuckloads loads of maple syrup and bacon with them, right? Yeah. So, I think they do a very good job, actually. I, again, two pound, whatever it was, 30 for one, it's a bit excessive. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you because it is just two pancakes with a bit of cream in the middle. Not very vanillary I have to say, but that's not the point. It's not more than moist. You need something moist with the pancakes. Um. But I'm impressed, in a weird way. Yeah. Would I eat it though? Would I eat it as a snack? Mm, probably. I I, actually.
0: Think it, it, I, I feel. I, I have. I've had it as like a little post when I know my. Um, I just feel like I need something moist with it though. Yeah, you need. I feel like I need, you need some, some bit yogurt. Of yogurt. Just yeah, some yogurt milk, with yeah. it. Would some work. yogurt to dip in. So I feel like that is a good little dessert throughout the week. Healthy dessert, whatever. Mm. If you if you know your yeah. meal hasn't had some protein in it, yeah, um, then you crack one of these with some natural yogurt, or you have it as breakfast. I think that's the way to go it. And Daniel, I've actually I, I've bitten into this peach one. Not as bad as I thought it was going to be.
1: It's good to know. <laughs> I think. Um, <laughs> I think this is the first one that I've eaten all all of, the whole thing, for a while, to be fair. So yeah, That yeah, should, yeah. should say something. And they are commercially available with my mouthful. I like it. I like it. I'm, I'm happy. I'm. I, they're up there. They're up there. They're good, are they? I think... I'd take a... that over a carb killer bar. Taking that over a carb yeah, killer yeah.
0: bar. There you go. Definitely. And the packaging just looks like they've ripped off uh, bear bells. Um... Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> The blueberry one's apparently a limited edition. Um, so we're lucky we got I've that. Got track that. Just because just blueberry pancakes are obviously limited, don't they? They're not very common. Um, yeah, they've never seen that. Like that. <laughs> what an outrage. Um, yeah, we've got some fun ones to try though. Have they got like used by dates? By dates, whatever it is?
1: Yeah. Not sure.
0: Yeah, they haven't. Um, expiry. Oh, we've got ages. We've got till December. Christmas Eve. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right that's another pronus because they're probably like better than some of the boutique ones we've had and they keep like about a week um and these yeah. we keep forever so that's pretty yep. good mm. i
1: have to say they are very good i would recommend them i would recommend mm-hmm. them like if you're dieting you know you know quite severely yeah. and you want something nice and sweet like if you had that with a bit of halo top you are gonna love us after you've tried that i think I know a lot of people have like carb killer bars as a dessert, heated up with hayless up and stuff. That would do just the same thing.
0: I'm less calories. I'm probably similar, like within four grams of the same protein content. So you're saving yourself from a carb killer. What are they like, 220? Yeah, about that. 220, and that's 130.
1: Eight grams of fat in that as well in carb killer, whereas this is only three, isn't it? Only three.
0: Lights. I think it was. Lights, mate. I've heard oh, various always... things, like, obviously, like, uh, about, like, there's, like... Some I kind of want to try H this doughnuts. Wow Donut as well, though. Do you? Go on. A little treat, Daniel's going to try that donut.
1: <laughs> just because you were like, oh, i got donuts. <laughs> well, it's just these two protein donuts, and, like, usually they're not great protein donuts. Are they not? No. No. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't... Oh, it's got a... Oh, it's got a fucking... Do not eat packet stuck to the fucking dough. <laughs> oh god, this is smells. This smells American. Yeah, it's American, baked in the US. Yeah, it's called cake batter, and it smells just like birthday cake. Okay, which we like, right? We generally
0: like birthday cake bars and birthday cake things are normally quite tasty. So, but then it is going to be stacking up against the other birthday cake things we've had.
1: Okay, that's I mean, good. good? Are you good? Wow, really? <laughs> not, it's not amazing, but it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be.
0: Mm. Well, we, mean, where we problem put with this one.
1: The only problem here is you've got um, 11 grams of protein for 130 Ooh. calories. So it's not great. So it's the front.
0: same calories as the pancake, but five, five grams down.
1: In the grand scheme of things, that's nearly, like, yeah, nearly 50%, essentially. But again, as a little dessert, you know, I bet it's nice warmed up with a bit of Halo Top.
0: (laughs) Obsessed with a little bit of Halo Top. I'm just going to you your Halo Top.
1: Again, it's a bit moist. It's not, like, too dry, you know? Good. That's good. I'm not going to finish all that right now, because I'm going to eat the rest of it, though. Nice. That's all right, you know? It's all right, that.
0: No treats for Laura today. Wow. Um, we've oh. got, we got a bunch of goodies as well it's quite nice so I'm, I'm excited to try my um, we'll, we'll try it probably next week with my oatmeal protein uh, awesome apple pie but um, I'll sneak peek the macros are not great um, <laughs> yeah. they're playing fast and loose with the word protein um, so there pie. we
1: go on my first day of tracking 190 grams of protein 2,100 calories in the bag done
0: wow First are you done for tracking. the night done done for the day yeah no more that includes eats. as well
1: two that includes two full sugar dr peppers those protein wow. bars and my dinner was a thousand calories chinese made it ourselves at home to be fair so i know the calories in it but still just shows it can, <laughs> um, can be done but yeah i'm backtracking and i'm using NutriCheck, which is a hell of a lot fucking easier than my fitness pal by the way if anyone oh, really yep less adverts Um, I don't know if you have to pay for it. I don't know. I think I've got a free version for a little bit, but it's, um, it's good because you can set a protein and calorie target rather than protein carbs and fats. So you just focus on protein and calories, something like that. It's quite easy. A lot more user friendly to me anyway. And And the other thing as well, is it once you search for something, it comes up with pictures of it. Ooh, that's nice. So like, if you are scanning something, you know, it's like the right thing. Um, so, look, it's like, look at that m and char-grilled, like, calamari rings. So, you know, if you were, like, looking for something, you'd know that that's what the, that's it that. corresponds to, yeah. which I quite like. That's quite smart. That is smart, yeah. yeah there you go. Just if anyone gives a shit.
0: <laughs> we're always looking for that, isn't it? My fitness power, I, I feel, have, like, a monopoly on the, uh, the kind of the tracking. Everybody uses it, right? literally have videos of knowing how to do it. But we do have that in our PT core is a list of apps and stuff that we like people to download. So beautiful, beautiful. All right. Protein done. Um, right. We're just going to briefly get Daniel's opinion before we get into his, uh, thing of how to get 8,000 calories in you and what you actually have to do. Apparently Olympians, um, to eat that kind of fuel. Um, but there was some questions um i only i'm gonna pick out one question that was uh given to me on uh, instagram and then i'd like to just dip into just to see if dan's uh opinion on some of the lives because obviously every two weeks those lucky people on our supportive learning program um get to just talk shot with uh me and or luke um every week it's always good fun always good fun obviously we had more people on this week because uh I had a go at everybody on the last podcast. Um, They're not turning up. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. But Funny how that works yeah. <laughs> We're like, I feel attacked. And I was like, no, no, no. I don't want you to feel attacked. I just want you to take advantage of something you've already paid for. And uh, guess what? If you watching a live back is not as fun being in the live, asking questions and being through yeah. it. So obviously you can watch them all back. But if you pay for it and you want to be part of the live and get some more. Because it was the thing, I think a lot of people, because obviously we, we're doing the, this course for the first time, so we have no idea how quickly people are going through it. So we, we're just presuming, we've set a schedule out thinking this is what pe- we would like people to do, but I hazard a guess that 80% of the people who are doing it are behind. Uh, not behind, they're behind the schedule that we thought would happen, so therefore they've got a reading week this week. Uh, to catch up. If you didn't realize that, if you weren't on live, um, you've got a reading week to catch up if you want to. But jump in the live, Jesus Christ, because we're not going to be like talk, we're, I'm not going to go lecture by lecture, lesson by lesson. What did you learn? It's literally just a chat, Q&A, and then we do some activities as a group. So lovely. Um, but Zan, um, this is a lad who used to work uh, with me. And um, he said, long time listener, first time caller um would you what would you be doing if you were not a personal trainer or coach i was like i never really get asked that
1: oh good question it's a good question um, it? because it's, it's been a long time since like pre-uni. i never thought i i never thought i'd do anything else other than well obviously sports science which i'm assuming counts as the same fucking thing we're gonna say yeah. um i think i would have so when oh, when you were I sitting down school. with your connections advisor in uh, year 11? I fucking knew, mate. I knew at year 11. That's the thing. Like, um, I think if I wasn't doing I what didn't. I'm doing, again, based on... It's different, though. Based on what I know now, what I would want to do or what I would do, is different to what I would probably have done when I was at school. When I was at school... I probably would have gone down something to do with maths. Like I was pretty good at maths. Um, Whether that would have been financial, whether that would have been like economics, whether that would be more like accountancy or something like that, I reckon it would have been that. Again, computers, I used to be quite good at computers, even when I was younger, so it would have been something like that. Knowing what I know now, I would probably like to do something like copywriting or... Or again, like it would probably be, something to do with maths and spreadsheets and accounting, something like that because I, I find that quite easy to get my head around. Mm-hmm. Um, numbers and, and equations and things like that, and probably maybe something computers because again, it come I kind of find it quite straightforward. Um, but I never wanted to be anything else, and I, I knew that. The other thing I thought of recently actually was that I'd really like to like give back a little bit and run like a like a football team or something i don't know why it crossed my mind the other day i was just like it'd be quite cool just to be like i don't know just help out do something like that and so it's always for me it's always been coaching or helping people in some way anyway so i don't know what about you i bet you'd have been like a dentist or something like a vet no,
0: like your sister. no my sister's a vet so can't do yeah. that um kind of two of those in the family jesus No, um, when I was sitting down with my connections advisor, um, I had a few things. So similar to you, uh, maths was the thing. I did two maths GCSEs, so maths and statistics, and I did uh, maths A-levels, so maths and further maths. So I was like full in, full potato Mm -hmm. into maths. Um, Not because I enjoyed it, FYI, because I was good at it. Um, I didn't like it, but I I... I'm gonna say I was one of the annoying pricks that could sort of sit there, do an exam of maths, and just get probably 98%. Um, but just on the fact of maths is black and white, that it's it's yeah, it's right or it's not, which was what my brain could compute. Just on the flip side yeah. of that, guys. Not, I'm sounding big-headed, I was fucking terrible English. As soon as I got my C's in English, I ran for the hills. Uh, i'm so, awful at languages and i would so. never be, be anything at copywriting i hated english comprehension i can't spell for crap hence why i have people look at my work um and luke goes you can't spell at all and that's coming from luke johnson the guy can't speak <laughs> <something>. <laughs> and uh yeah, uh yeah so i'm terrible at that but maths i just i can get like i can do stuff in my head and it's absolutely fine um I was like oh how do you do that? But then so it was it was maths, and I always thought I'd go into engineering. So I was always for. I, I just realised, Tom, I, f- I forgot kind of the most that.
1: obvious answer. I forgot the most obvious answer. I'd be a basketball player. Of course,
0: you I would.
1: You'd be a footballer.
0: Yeah, a golfer.
1: We <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do. Of yeah, course. Cool. Yeah.
0: All right, P- possible jobs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I was engineering. So, but if you look at my A levels, so maths, and then I did uh, obviously sports studies. I did biology, and I did music. So Ooh. I might have done music. So little fact, I play the violin, the guitar, a little bit of piano, not that well. I had to sing in like multiple orchestras as I was growing up, all the way to the age of 18, a little bit too much there, and play drums. And I used to be in two bands and two orchestras. Yeah. So yeah, my, I did a lot of What did I do for my, my levels?
1: What did yeah. I do? I did P. I did PE, biology, and psychology. So there you go, perfect for perfect yeah. for personal trainer, really. Yeah, you're um, perfect
0: for personal trainer. We we had to do yeah. biology and sports studies or PE, didn't we, to get into uni? Essentially, we had yeah. to do those two.
1: I nearly failed my biology. Like I got a D in my biology at A level, so I needed three Bs to get in, and I got two Bs and a D. And um, it was the first year I think when we were going or certainly we were told this at school, that they would actually start looking at the individual modules rather than your overall grade. They would look at each individual module as well. And basically, the way my modules went, I think it's, it's clues A-level and AS-level, doesn't it? And based on the six modules yeah, yeah. you did. And I basically got A's and B's in all my modules except plants. And I got an F and I fucking hate plants. <laughs> I fucking hate it. So I think they looked at it and went, actually, yeah, that's fine. Cause I was going to do sports science. And, but that, but that one module pulled my whole grade down. Like everything else was fine. That's like the crazy. physics. So like I was, again, like, cause even within biology, you still have the elements of physics and all those sorts of things that go on within the human body. You know, I think it was like, um, human body atmosphere and all this sort of stuff but then it was the plants that just fucked me massively i was just like i couldn't get my head around it i just didn't care about them i didn't give a shit sorry vegans but i didn't give (laughs) a shit about them um because you had to know like everything about them like everything about like the internal oh i just couldn't fucking do it and i was just lucky that that year i think that they so i got onto the course even with two b's and a d i got onto the course yeah. i was re- I, I went home crying thinking i wouldn't get in so i came went to get my exam results got them fucking bored my eyes out got home checked the ucas thing and they were like you've been accepted and i was just like oh, fuck for that see i did the inverse i checked my ucas
0: before i checked my results because i as soon as i knew i was in i couldn't give a shit about my results
1: yeah, we because I I think I don't know if we were told if, if I checked and they weren't ready or if we were told that you weren't you couldn't or if it was a certain time I can't so, remember but I think I had to yeah, the, I had to um, leave before I had to leave to go to school before they were uploaded probably or something like that it was. Yeah, you wouldn't have left to
0: go to school because it's always in like August time, isn't it? So consistent. No, I mean to get the results. You fucking idiot! Right. I don't mean like to go every to <laughs> every single time there was a results day, my family being the one, and my mom's a teacher, so she. Oh, fucking well know when results come out. Every single time I results, we are always on holiday. Every single time. So I was never there <laughs> oh. live. <laughs> so I never went to one of those results day things, like to go get your results for everybody. I was like, I couldn't think of anything worse to go like, ah, oh, people running up to yeah, you, what do you has. get? What yeah. do you get? And I'm like, I'm not a nerd like you. I didn't get free A's. Um, talking to my sister there, FYI. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Perfect straight A student, GCSEs and A-levels nerd Um, yeah yeah. (laughs) absolutely fine um right we did have some uh we had some questions from uh, the live and i just thought i'd get down this kind of thing just realizing that i'm not completely gospel um of what i'm saying but this was one of my modules so if he doesn't agree with me he's wrong uh all right Sounds about right. No, a couple of them are like long-winded, though. That's the only thing. Uh, Where would you put? um, Oh, that's that that was an interesting one. So where? So obviously, you you kind of know my like movement continuums and stuff like that. So continuous movement, and I've got like probably ten to fifteen exercises, depending on what you do. It's not like that's not expansive. We could go far more, and we explained that yesterday. Um, Explained the whole artistry of coaching, and I wanted these people to think about where they should be um, on these. But where would you put machines? On the movement continuum, for example, where would a chest press machine fit on a horizontal push continuum?
1: Uh, nearer the beginner s- side of things, rather than the more advanced. Um, less things to think about, um, less stabilization required, more focus on target muscles, target movements, that kind of thing. Plus, the stronger someone is, if you get them doing machines, they will then more likely to feel more comfortable if they were then in a more unstable position. Yeah. Um, would be my. So again, I, I, and, the, and the other thing I would say to someone to think about that logically, without just giving them the answer, think about when if you're rehabbing an injury, and think that sometimes before you go to against from football, before you go to putting it into a whole compound movement, you sometimes strengthen one muscle in isolation because it's that weak from the injury. So that's where machines can be really beneficial. And I think they get they get fucking obviously crucified, don't they? Machines they at the best times, but but. Yeah, they, that's, that's, that's I was and the like, reason for the reason why that they're used in rehabs and stuff like that, and and why I think they go to that end of the continuum is because it's predictable, it's safer, right. predictable, exactly stable. Said, yeah. If someone can't do that, you know that they can't even progress further than that. Like they can't, they can't, yeah. they're not strong enough, they're not able, they're not, you know, fit enough, whatever it might be. You would, you would put them. Put them right near the um. The I'm not.
0: I'm not saying that you you can sit on machines and become the most stable, predictable person. Because as soon as I throw in something other other stimulus, you're gonna be fucked. Because you won't have with what I would team as a compensatory pattern and compensatory muscle musculature. So the muscles that say when you're going through a leg press, you're just gonna be going up and down, up and down. It's so predictable. It has to move through that mechanism. It cannot do anything else. Yet when you go for a squat you have to organize yourself particularly and compensates in certain ways to be able to go down through certain muscle groups. Um, so there's lots of different forces happening on one where, which different joints. Um, where So every single movement without a machine is actually probably multi-planar. Like it goes through every plane of motion in some way or capacity, whereas the other one, machines just don't, right? They don't um perfect daniel um this one's a little bit specific to the course because it said when i talk about building training templates what exactly do i mean um <laughs> do you mean everyone on a, like a three-day body split will have different exercises for example a one squat a two pull a three carry where they fall in the movement continuum will determine where they squat and pull movements are that's a bit of a long-winded question there was it was, uh, it was I just explained it in the thing. Cool. Um, number one, what are your thoughts on suitcase loaded squats and suitcase kettlebell deadlifts? Would you recommend them and where?
1: Uh they're all right. Yeah. Like someone who's got (laughs) someone who's got stability issues or you know they co- certainly cause stability issues if you know that they've got issues there and and controlling that area of their body can be useful to a degree because um, it's offset i've done okay, that
0: because well, I, I was like i took it as suitcase loaded like deadlift
1: only b- b- being two but i guess it could so be i call one. that farmers that would be far i always think suitcase you don't carry two suitcases you carry one yeah. So I always give suitcase. That's weird because
0: if I say suitcase, um, um, but I wouldn't say, "Oh, you're then a farmer's hot." Like load this split squat. I would do two. I would say two suitcases, uh, but I wouldn't go. It's a two suitcase carry. I would say it was a farmer's carry.
1: So mm. my okay. vernacular is all wrong. Uh, I have to change the um, whole course now, Dan. <laughs> uh, yeah. So no, like it, well, in, in that context, if it's double, um, I mean, I, I probably wouldn't like yeah. do it too much like <laughs> so, i just i just don't there's no real benefit of putting your hands by your side that it's not really gonna help whereas if you're doing it one then that's different that is a bit different so it depends on on that so using your example tom of your vocabulary um yeah i would, <laughs> I, I would be doing i'd be doing normal variations of said movement
0: but now i'm worried uh that it was the other way and it's uh it was suitcase to one side so a unilateral well if it was
1: If it was unilateral-based, then yes, they do have their their place, again, up to a certain weight and up to a certain point, and and then it becomes a bit more like, well... But obviously,
0: through our... These guys know we have offset work in there, which would happily uh, probably supplement that instead of. So the B-stance work would probably be better than the suitcase deadlift. Um, But there are... I've seen Tony Gentlecord do suitcase deadlifts. Uh, They just always look really awkward to me. Um, and,
1: they, and, they, and the other thing as well is they do feel awkward as well but it's with a with the right weight you can yeah. feel that they're getting you to think about and, and i hate saying this word but there's no real words but fire up you know um, <laughs> but they get you they get your body you get your body feeling certain areas and, and differences like i do yeah. it in my warm-up sometimes justin puts me in my warm-ups and stuff like that um but i wouldn't use it as a main lift like i would not be tracking my weight lifted on it and anything like that. i'd be like doing it as a warm-up um yeah. again practicing a movement getting someone to think about what they're doing as they do the movement but um i wouldn't be having it as a main lift in my programming yeah. and i wouldn't even consider it and i if i was ever doing it it would be a warm-up or supplementary lift if someone was really really shit with their core <laughs> and their stability in general yeah um, and, generally and, didn't, have, and didn't have that like or some people don't have that coordination to be able to do it do you know they just don't have that and yeah. that's why i'd practice that sort of thing but um fair enough
0: Lovely. Um, yeah, I was just like the two, two like the farmer's squat or the two dumbbell squat. It just looks like shit. It just looks awful. Yeah, it just I looks don't, shit. I don't get and, it. and
1: when you try it yourself, it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel it doesn't right, feel right feel at
0: all because right. your knees get in the way. You're like, I want, I want a little bit of varus, and you're just like, you're making it go yeah. just straight forwards. It's really strange. um Then, how would you go about regressing clients without disappointing them? So I found a couple of times that clients can get disheartened when you're trying to something and then you have to regress there on the spot. Um, I,
1: I'm going to be really harsh. And I'm going to say that I think that's usually the fault of the trainer for rushing through things. Um, I the same, yeah. I think, I, think. I think that you, if that happens, it's probably because they haven't mastered the previous one. And if you haven't mastered the previous one, why are you pushing them onto the next one? Like it shouldn't be a race to get to the top. It should be that they completely master it. And you're looking at it going, this is far too fucking easy for you right now. And if it's far too easy for them, the next one up shouldn't be that difficult. If you know what I mean? Like you have a few yeah. little tweaks and they should get it. Like, um, So if you've rushed through that, again, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm a, that's That would be my first assumption is that you've rushed through it. And the other thing I would say, knowing the continuums and knowing those sorts of things and how, Tom's talked about, but also we've talked about them together all the time is it, the continuum isn't about making, it's not about an exercise that that's more difficult than, than another exercise based on intensity. It's based on the, the mechanics or the movement involved. So you can still fuck someone up doing a really easy exercise. Like when I say it's, that, I mean, like in the best, yeah, in the best sense of the word, I, was like, like, you can do, like, I, I can get someone's quads pumped to fuck with a goblet squat. You don't need to back squat. You don't need to do it. Like you don't need, to, it's more about the capability of the person. Like, so it doesn't affect the session. It, do you see what I mean? So like, I think from that point of view, it's, it's looking at it differently and going, yeah, but the continuum is based on a movement, the advanced nature of the movement, not on how hard the movement is and how hard the session can be. Yeah. Because
0: uh, I use the, obviously the, the thing of like a split squat, right? And I will hazard a guess that most people uh, have probably, and us included, jumped through to rear foot elevated Bulgarian split squats, whatever you want to call them, um, without really overloading a normal basic split squat mm. properly. Yeah. And really fucking putting some load through that. Like I'm talking like holding two thirties, two thirty fives or forties yeah. in both With hands the <laughs> and split squat in that like to fuck yeah. and realizing that's probably getting me as much benefit and is more stable. And you're able to do it than jumping through to the Bulgarian split squat when they're not able to reach full range. Yeah, hmm. Like that's, that's the thing that I think that happens. Maybe they do the split squat, they load them to maybe a 15 to 20 kilo goblet. And then they're like, all right, we're in a Bulgarian now. It's like, we why yeah. when, have we, when have we why have we decided that um <laughs> why have we gone there like surely we go all right they've got 20 kilo here and then you can go 20 kilo yeah. each side on a suitcase like that's my progression so yeah
1: I, I think it's just that rush of a pt to try and get their clients to what they consider the best movements but not the best movement for that person were you I waving at my yeah, she walked past. Him.
0: Yeah, okay, she waved. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm not saying anything particularly funny and Dan's smiling. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, and I think that's the I think that's the key thing that I would stress at any trainer. Like you like you like you found when you went to see Mike Boyle, right? Is it's not that like he's got all his athletes at like doing the fucking hardest exercise in the world. If anything, <laughs> it's the other way. If anything, it's like no, stick with the middle shit and like that. Get and nail that. Like again, yeah, like, I did a goblet squats. Do that with fifty kilos. Start doing 10, 12 reps of that. And then tell me that that person isn't ready for a back squat. And they will. And they will be. Of course, they will be. But if they've done a twenty kilo goblet squat for sets of five for two sessions in a row, don't assume they're going to go back squat like don't rush them through that and, and and go for a front squat again it's hard it could even just be their wrist position can't get there like it's not even anything to do with the squat necessarily that's yeah, just that their flexibility's not there again like that's something to, to consider and i think it's um that's for me i think it's important not to rush the amount of times i have conversations with clients i'm like yeah so on your next training plan things aren't really changing hugely just a few little tweaks here and there and they're like, oh i wanted to do this I wanted to do that. i'm like no well, no but It's been twelve weeks. Like it's not fucking. You're not (laughs) turning to fucking. You know, powerlifter overnight. Like it's, it's basics done well over time. There's nothing magic about these movements. Um, And if you're ever, if you're ever like unsure about whether a client can go and do an one or not, stay where you are. Stay where you are. Stay where you are. um,
0: Load them up. Fuck it. Don't be scared about that. Do do a simpler movement and shove some fucking weight on it. Um is my, yeah. my advice. Don't go,
1: I'm gonna make this movement super complicated and add a twist and all this overhead crap. But also as well, like with all that, right. I would also ask the question of how your client knows that you've progressed an exercise and then regressed it. My clients wouldn't know. I wouldn't tell yeah, them. Yeah, most of mine don't have a clue. Um <laughs> they'd be like, well, they they'd go from split squats to Bulgarians and they go, Oh, can we go back to these split squats? He's really hard. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, you can do it. Like, do you know what I mean? They wouldn't know that's the that's the harder one on the continuum. It'd just be like, Okay, we're doing split squats today. Why? Because all the benches are taken, and I can't bother to wait, so we'll just do split squats. (laughs) And I know what weight you're lifting with it. Like that can be the that's the that can be the fucking the reasoning. They don't know that you've regressed them. Like that's the thing. I I think it's it's also making sure you tell your clients that. Look, this isn't a progression; just a different exercise. I think I did
0: that today. Um, um, uh, (laughs) and they were like, "Didn't you say we're gonna do that?" I was like, "Yeah, but that's all the way over there. and I really can't bother to walk over."
1: (laughs) I was just like, "We're gonna do two things here,
0: and we'll put that in the next bit."
1: <laughs> it's similar to like the question about the training templates though, because there's so certain degree as well. Once you start training people, it is just, you're doing a unilateral squat and, and, and you know, the data, you know, your client, you've got all the information. You're like, yeah, we going do split squats today, not Bulgarians next week. We'll do yeah, Bulgarian's. Yeah, it's the same yeah. fucking movement, the same skills and same things are, are programmed and same things are trained. It's just slightly different how you do it. And I, and I think that's the key thing to remember is that most people, when we say stick to the plan and all that sort of stuff, whether you you know if you went if you did a 6 weeks uh, 12 week plan and you did split squats then you did rear foot elevated then you did front foot elevated and you did and you transitioned them over the 3 weeks every single week for 12 weeks every single one of those movements is getting stronger it's not it's not specific to that you know people say keep them the same so they get stronger over time those three movements are the same pretty much like you're going to get stronger <laughs> by doing yeah. each one of those over like so don't confuse it again this thing people try and go too specific with certain stuff and like oh yeah. you know dumbbell curls well i overloaded them and i didn't do them for 12 weeks it's like you can do a cable curl it's fine you're still gonna get stronger than all the others It's the curl movement and i think people lose that a little bit with it as well they, they think that their plans have to be perfect every and again they look around the gym can't go on the back squat oh shit what are we gonna do we'll do any other squat movement it's fine <laughs> and that's the thing that trainers need to get better at is thinking on their feet um with that sort of stuff and that's where you use the continuums as well right is you know where you sit within that you know where those those things are um bit of a tangent there but useful
0: that's right mate um and then last one was uh to correct a shift with an asymmetric loading would you load on the side they shift to or the side they shift from
1: it would depend on the movement wouldn't it uh
0: yeah so i've i i gave the advice of uh just try it see what one looks better yeah because yeah. i was like <laughs> basically i was like because it its sort of depends on how that client's like already fired up and without you know without how active they are in certain
1: bits and it would also depend on the amount of load they're lifting because some people yeah. have an asymmetric shift or they have a shift sorry to one side when the load gets too heavy actually at lower level of loading they're fine they look great in warm-ups people can look great and then you give them a bit more weight and they're like oh shit and yeah. that can be sometimes a sign as well um, that it's maybe just a bit too heavy for them. Things like that, their body will just naturally do things that it wants to do to avoid discomfort. Breaking. Basically. Yeah, yeah,
0: um, yeah. So un- under light loads, I would tend to be like, oh, just fine. Really, it's normally the contralateral pattern, so offset it on the side that they're not leaning towards. So you overload the other yeah, side. they're, so they're shifting tr- from. They're, yeah, they're drifting from. But there could be an also there's plausibility of feeding the dysfunction. Like with the band stuff, pulling them into the shift so they have to fight against it, or you can pull them away from the shift so it looks better. So it's like it's actually both is the answer to that. Um, and I think, I think people want it more black and white than that. And it's like, no, you have to load this up. No, no. I'm like, think, try both. I think people see, one, see what looks better from my opinion.
1: I think people forget as well that you, you can experiment with this stuff. Like yeah, clients, yeah, yeah. 100%. You, you can like try it, like do one set, do one set on this side, one set on this side and then assess and go, which one was better? Could they have learned more from doing it twice? Arguably, but you'll know and you'll be able to then look I, at it. Well, for this client, it's not like, to this do that. day
0: with um, when I progress my clients to, because Dan knows this, I actually prefer when um, I'm doing the first like bouts of split squats, When they're doing suit one suitcase load, I actually prefer on the outside of the front leg, so they're shifting their rate rate uh, over to that side, so they're in internal rotation on that hip. But most people put it into the gap. But I will quite happily if I program three or four sets, I'll be like the first set you then do it this side, the second set you then do this side, and I'm going to see which one was better. Yeah. It's not going it's not a crazy, crazy thing. Yeah, you're gonna get more like abductors on one side and more adductors on one set than the other. Like they're not gonna fall down and break like and completely start yeah. crying. I'm just like, just see which one looks better. Like absolutely, absolutely fine. It'd be like when you, I think it just happens on unilateral stuff as well. Cause I'll be like, all right, when I want you to like pr- dumbbell press single arm, I'll be like, I want you to try one with your arm like up and then one with your arm on your hip. And I just want to see which one I think looks better um, just to find that mechanism. So yeah, cause there are, there are diff- like differences. So interesting. I think people get, once they start learning about asymm- asymmetries and asymmetric shifts, I, we did it. We're like, I've got to pull that band. I've got to pull them out of that dysfunction. Now I've got to pull them back into it. I'm like, fine. Don't yeah. don't become that person who like we obviously made jokes about just like you're banding them like to hell and pulling them around like yeah. like a dog around the gym. So yeah,
1: crazy. Sometimes it's just repetition as well. People just this the first time they've tried things. Like they yeah, yeah that's they can be as simple as that. That's, like the, the, they literally, just need literally do forty reps first as the PTC know
0: there's two types of dysfunction. There is a coaching dysfunction and a mechanical dysfunction. And eighty percent of them are coaching. Um, yeah yeah. they have not been told correctly (laughs) and guess where you can learn that coaching do the PC call Um, yeah so last thing Mr. Daniel what would it take for someone to eat 8,000 calories per day um, and then be an Olympian
1: Mm. what kind of foods would they have to eat
0: (laughs) what kind of training Um, how much training do you think they're doing
1: I reckon there is going to be a fair amount of liquid calories you're probably looking at a fair amount of milkshakes, things like that, dairy products shakes added to stuff. You're gonna be adding oil to quite a few things. Um, probably higher in fats, quite high in fats, that diet, because it's calorie dense, easy to get in, nuts, um, avocados, oils added to stuff, like I said, full fat yogurt, full fat, you know, things like that. Salmon, probably a hell of a lot of salmon. Um and then it's going to be breads, white rice, white sort of carbs rather than brown, less fibre. Um, that's it, really. Just a lot of it, a fucking lot of it. <laughs> you know? Like it's simple as that in here. But um, there'll be some probably treat foods in there as well. There'll probably be some chocolate and there'll be some you know cereal bars. There'll be easier things to eat like that as well. There just has to be to get eight thousand calories in the day. Just has to be. Um, Pastries, potentially that kind of thing at breakfast, sort of pad out those meals. So if you're going to have, I'd imagine something like that would probably split it into six meals of one thousand five hundred. Is that the right maths? No, twelve fifty, something like that. It'd be six meals of around that. It would be it. It would be spread fairly evenly through the day. As soon as they wake up, probably before they go to bed as well. Four meals then during the day, um, in and around training, probably have you got his actual diet in front of you? Is that why you're like, no, I'm always oh, that's yeah. diet in front of me. I oh, you just, don't uh... know his actual thing. Um, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the way, that's the way it would be done. Like you'd have to, like again, a thousand calories in a, in what in a wanna is a lot. Um, you can't have too much fiber within that, you know, dried fruit might be in there as well. Um, yeah. Have fun with it, mate, basically. Um, but someone like that, again, like you've got a member with swimmers, is that they also have a certain amount of body fat percentage that they actually need as well from buoyancy yeah. point of view. Like, it's really hard balance to strike with that. Um, but yeah, I remember when I Michael Phelps was, you know, his diet, when the Olympics was on, hit the headlines, didn't it? I don't know what his, if you've got, you know, find his or anything, but um,
0: yeah. So it's interesting, yeah. Um, I've got his uh, his thing. Um when I'm in full training, it doesn't really matter what I eat because I'm burning everything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So the quality of intake doesn't have to be too high. So you just fucking eat everything and and, and you can. Um, Yeah, (laughs) pretty much. Uh, But he's saying when uh, when he's racing, so when he's training, he eats fucking everything. But when he's racing, he changes. And he goes about food quality. So better quality, like meats and so like Mm -hmm. chicken, salmon, sea bass, uh, stuff like that. Um, maybe some corn. And then he goes, he doesn't drink milk as well. So he only drinks like soy. Oh. So that's pretty tough. So, cause milk could be a really easy one to get your liquid calories up. Yeah. You know, and pumping that. So it's
1: interesting. But basically during training he eats McDonald's, basically. That's what he's saying. Basically. He just eats McDonald's. It's, just... it's just easier. <laughs> yeah. Uh... It's interesting though, because actually you could argue that 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 is fucking pointless. Because when he's training, he's arguably needed more of the nutrients than when he's racing.
0: Yeah, it's weird.
1: With the race, you've done the hard work. Like, it's just, you've just got to do it. And the nutrients, everything he's talking about, food quality may be more beneficial during training when it's more intense. Probably pushing yourself to the limit a little bit more as races is like, you're taking it easy pretty much, tapering for the the event. Um, That's just an interesting thing to think about. um, With that. Lovely. Drinks five liters of water per day from the pool, probably. So, oh, not. God. Can you imagine having to drink that much water after after having been in it all that time? Yeah, oh. been in it all the time. You're like, oh, weird. But yeah, he's uh, a bit of a unit, isn't he? Always think
0: about that. Yeah. High end athletes and like there's always one that's better than everybody. And it's like these guys are the best in the world at what they do. And he is that much better than everybody. No, insane. Crazy, isn't it? I wonder he's what SNC stuff they do. I don't know. I, I did remember seeing one spoof one. It wasn't if it was a spoof. It was like a guy in the gym and then he's got like a dumbbell laying on a bench and he's got a dumbbell yeah. doing, uh, <laughs> doing the front curl. Yeah. But like, that is specificity, uh, hands down. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I guess it's a lot because he's a 50 and 100 meter, right? He's doing a hell of a lot of power. But then that's up to like 50 seconds, right? That he's racing for. So there's a little bit of anaerobic capacity there um fair bit so he's gonna be doing that but then it's like there's a lot of gliding so he doesn't have to hold his body weight very much so it's not the same as running so it's weird one yeah hell of a lot of anaerobic capacity power and then yeah a lot of what's he doing breaststroke a lot of cable pulls lots of flies that kind of thing right specificity mate <laughs> um, I'm going to guess 80% of it is similar to what we fucking do and uh, then yeah, yeah he has a little bit of uh, plyometric power and stuff like that though, that we don't really know what's going on uh, <laughs> people don't realise that though. what 80% of the same yep believe it or not
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah he's doing he's doing arms and delts as well don't worry about it <laughs> you know I mean?
0: yeah. definitely Have you see the size of it massive all right uh, any other business not from me not from me. All good. Um, Daniel, enjoy the rest of your week off. If you're Daniel's client, try do not, do not under any circumstances message him. He will not return <laughs> it. Um, <laughs> if you've made it this far into the show, well done. Uh, you can message me and I will ignore you as well. Wonderful. Yeah. All right.
1: so Tom ignores everyone anyway. So it's quite- <laughs> yeah.
0: I usually do like one day a week where I'll just scroll through messages and just like reply to them all and then not reply to them for like a week. Uh, if you catch me on a good day, and I'm particularly bored, I will reply to you normally. <laughs> mm. uh, I, I don't know. It seems like admin to me. I don't know why. In my head, it's it's like social media admin. And I'm, I'm not big on social media, but still get questions. I'm quite happy to answer them. But just, just expect a couple of days delay. Right, yeah. yeah. Massive delay for Tom. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, for listen, and we'll catch you next week. See you a bit.